And welcome to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me, as always, is Stephen. Uh, back with another episode. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about is ignorance truly bliss? We'll be talking about uh, some different things with this topic. Um, again, we want to incorporate some feedback, um, both from listeners and uh, a guest that we had on the show. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that one. Yeah, definitely. It was a, a fun, <laughs> impromptu episode. Uh, a little random here and there, but... Uh, yeah, li- literally, I, I met someone, and then I said, do you want to be on our podcast? And next thing you know, second time hanging out with them, they were, uh, she was on our podcast. So yeah. hopefully you guys like that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so we'll talk about that, but not only that, but what that episode has kind of inspired for us. Um, we'll talk about uh, just what this concept of ignorance is bliss um, versus like the people that may see deeper meanings and even simple things. Um, We'll talk about um, whether or not dialogue like this has an impact on people who just go with the flow and and you could maybe call uh, or put under the box of ignorance being bliss. Um, We'll talk about uh, the idea, maybe hold ourselves accountable a little bit with the idea of are we pretentious for thinking that we see the deeper uh, meanings and things, um, which I, I'm sure that all of you will love for us to <laughs> take ourselves off the pedestal a little bit. Um, but then to round out the whole discussion, um, kind of a- ask ourselves, what what are the pros and cons of, of being people who maybe think of things more philosophically um, or try to find deeper meanings and things? Because um, there definitely are pluses and minuses to that. Um, so I guess I do want to start with us explaining this episode. So you want to give it a go? Yeah, so just a little bit of background on the concept of ignorance is bliss. Brandon and I have had a lot of conversations over the years over, would you rather be happy, but just not know things, like not know information, but just be in a state of happiness? Or would you rather have a lot of of ups and downs and feelings that at some points are really, really rough? And, right. and we've talked about it before because sometimes you'll meet someone and you'll feel like they only have four or five thoughts in their heads. I yeah. think I think everyone's met that person in their life where you feel like you're literally just talking to someone who was programmed like ten different things in total to say back to you and only has like three or four interests. Yeah. And I think the first time you brought this up was the last time I was in Chicago. Um, we yeah, went actually, to Lincoln I, Park. I, I can tell that story a little bit. Yeah. We were we were at this zoo, the Lincoln Park Zoo. And we were walking around, and we were thinking about the what, what the animals were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that was how it yes, started. I it started with, out. like, you know, I wonder what these animals are thinking. And then we thought about how probably human beings have a scale similar to how different animals have an ability to comprehend things. And you made some comment, like, why do we just assume that humans have such a huge comprehension for all these things? Who's to say that maybe a human might only have like a very limited thought process in their head that we are unable to comprehend mm-hmm. and more that, animalistic so exactly to speak. more animalistic and it made me think like how, we can't say that that's not true like there there the possibility exists and that got us into the ignorance is bliss conversation we started asking ourselves like a bunch of these deeper kinds of questions on would you rather think this way or that way and that's really what evolved into this episode yeah and to kind of re-emphasize uh the idea of you know to just be happy because you don't really you don't know the the intense emotions that you might feel if you have more thoughts or more dissection of things and you know my thought process well i feel like things can be more beautiful if you think of things that way but also, things that suck really freaking suck. <laughs> so it's like, you know, do you take the good with the bad, or would you rather just have it kind of be this just easygoing thing the entire way out? Um, I mean, obviously, we consider ourselves more uh, 
in-depth thinkers and, and whatnot. Um, so we don't know the perspective of a person who might just simply go with the flow. Maybe everyone is like us and they just, some people are better at hiding it. Or um, maybe we're just freaks or aliens or something. I don't know. I definitely don't think that everyone's like us and just some people are better at hiding it. I legitimately do think there are people who only have a handful of, of yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, with that stage set, what uh, do you think you would have a preference? If you, if you could choose... Like, to be the ignorance is bliss type person, the go with the flow person, or I guess what you would consider yourself now, do you think you would change? There are times where I would definitely want to change. Yeah. But as a whole, no. I would I would not choose to change my, my way. Part of it is because I only know this. Like, I only know this iteration of me. Obviously, I can adapt and I learn more information over time, but my general way that my brain connects things together and how it's able to comprehend situations that's this is all i know so the idea right. of 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 changing that what is it the, the demon you know versus the, someone else's demon i forget the exact yeah. expression but, but basically i kind of even though sometimes it could be frustrating for me i never know how bad it could be to be someone else so although sometimes i might be overthinking a very very simple situation to the point of feeling depressed or anxiety ridden or just questioning what I'm doing with my life I think as a whole I I feel more in in like my life has more meaning to it because I'm able to think through a lot of things and I'm able to understand it's weird because I am able to understand other people but then I'm not able to understand people who only have like three or four thoughts. Yeah. So that's the weird part. I feel like in, as as a whole, I'm able to understand more people because I'm I'm self aware and I I can draw from a lot of the emotions that I have. Like Sam said, you're intuitive. Yeah. Like I I definitely think that that's a strength of mine. But then it gets difficult sometimes when I get into a discussion with someone who just sees it so differently than me to just take a step back and realize. Okay, that's their point of view. Yeah. I can't just immediately disregard it. Like, they can be really happy with this life that I would not be happy with, but everyone is inherently different, so I should probably be okay with it. And that can be a really hard thing. I mean, sometimes I mean, sometimes I I just hear people that make certain decisions or do certain things that I wouldn't do and I'm like dumbfounded by it, but you do have to have those moments where you take a step back and say, "Well, hold on, like you don't want other people. I don't want other people telling me that the way that I live life or the way that I think is wrong or stupid. So I can't really have that perspective against them. Otherwise, I'm just a big hypocrite. But I think the you're the phrase that you were talking about. I was thinking the same thing, just a different phrase. Like the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Is kind of what I was thinking. Like I don't know that perspective. So part of me, part of me is wondering, like, man. Maybe my life would be a lot easier if I just like didn't care so much about things. Um, my only weakness is that I care too much, and the scars remind me. <laughs> uh, no, Funny but joke. Wait, wait, what song is that? Scars uh, by the scars remind me. The past yeah. is real. Wait, I'm blanking out what the name of the band is. <laughs> this is great content, right? <laughs> Um, no, but, uh, yeah, send us an email with the title of that song and the artist, please. Yeah, and you, you will hear your voice, not your voice, your name on the next episode. We'll highlight you. Um, Probably won't hear your voice. Yeah, no. Uh, no, but, uh, yeah, the grass isn't always greener. A lot of times, like in my worst of times, I'm thinking the grass would be a lot greener because when stuff hurts, it like really, I, I, I over, I I already overthink as it is, but when I'm in dark places, I feel like that stuff is escalated. Um, it's it's to a new new level where it's sometimes it feels like you can't get out of it. And I'm sure a lot of people relate to that feeling. Um, that if if you ever have feelings of depression or anxiety and stuff like that, you know, if you are a person who thinks a lot about things or you feel like you f- if you feel like you feel things very vividly. Um, you feel everything vividly, whether it's a negative or positive emotion. And that can be a really tough place when it is negative. Um, 
a lot of times because you don't think you can get out of it. And, and so in those times, I wish I was ignorant of those negative emotions. You know what I'm saying? Well, I was going to actually ask you a question about this. Yeah. Do you ever find like specific situations in your life where ignorance is bliss because it was to you ended up realizing it was to your benefit to not have access to a certain amount of information. Well, I just think about when I was a kid. Like I feel like probably everybody before your brain even developed uh, these concepts of dissection and whatnot. Like life was just great. <laughs> like, and, oh, it was amazing. We yeah. felt like you know Santa was real. What I knew, you, I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> He's still real. But, okay. I mean, the tooth fairy. Right, come on. Some of the stuff that we believed as kids. What are you talking about? I mean, the tooth fairy was was a kind of a cool concept. Concept? Yeah, it's not... It's not <laughs> How long should we keep this bit going? <laughs> um, Probably a lot longer. It's, it's really hitting home. Yeah. Jokes are like fine wine. They get better with age. You just keep drilling them and drilling uh, that, them. That's my mentality. Yeah. You got to just keep telling the joke until it becomes funny. Yeah, exactly. No, but yeah, it, it just... I do feel like that's part of the the, be- the beautiful nature of childhood is, is this ignorance is bliss. Um, but I think that's maybe part of growing up, though, is you, you grow out of that and, and then things, things become either more... Um, more intense for you. I mean, I, I think of love as as a an example. Like the 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 idea that I can maybe think deeper about stuff or whatever. I appreciate that for things like love because it feels so much more intense. And I feel like the connection that you have, the bond that you can build with someone, is so powerful. Um, but I mean, ask ask yourself the same question. Like the ignorance is bliss thing. Is there a a time that you can, or a specific thing that you can think of where you appreciated it more or would have appreciated it more? Well, I was just thinking when I was asking this question of uh, a scenario that sort of that made this come to mind. Would you, if given the opportunity to be able to read people's minds, hmm. would you want that power? And the reason why I thought about this was now you would have access to a bunch of information. But maybe ignorance is bliss, and you'd be better off not knowing that information. So, what? Where do you stand on that? I think that's back to what we come back to a lot of times. It's it's a balance of stuff. Um, I think maybe that would be a little too much information. Ignorance of that information, because like some of the messed up things I think about is it's not going to be put into action. But if you could read my mind, you'd be like. Who the hell is this guy? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, like that's that that's an extreme level. So if we like look at the two ends of the spectrum, I would say that on the not being ignorant side is the absolute extreme, and then just like not you just being in an absolute bubble, not knowing anything is the other end that you don't want to be. Like that might be considered bliss, but it's like you don't really know anything at all. So I feel like that's an extreme. So somewhere in the middle, I feel like would make more sense. What, what's your opinion? I don't think I would want to know everybody's thoughts. No. I, I, I think it would be really cool because I, I like the idea of, of having access to that information. But I do think that part of the beauty in life is uncovering life's mysteries. So I think that part of the meaning for my life is I don't know what's ahead. So I enjoy seeing what's coming up. The surprises. Yeah. So I think what would be really bad is if I immediately had access to all the information of people around me. So I would meet someone and immediately know, like, that person doesn't like me. Right. <laughs> or I would know that person does like me. But I like the Well, the other thing, too, is learning. a person might start off not liking you. Uh-huh. And so if you have the access to that information where they wouldn't normally tell you that, yeah. you might just give up on the relationship. I know. But people can grow to like you, too. I know. Well, so. then someone could like you, and then you're just a total asshole to them because right. you are like, well, they like me, so it's fine. I already got them in the bag. <laughs> yeah. I already got this in the bag. So I think that that's... That's an interesting, like it's it's just such an interesting concept to me, and I I, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think could now in this scenario could you shut it on and off or turn it on and turn it off? Well, let's say you can, but it's your willpower that if you want to turn it on. And I off. still no, just <laughs> I was gonna try to dive down this theory or this this uh, hypothetical, but I, the more I think about, it, I, I no. Yeah, I because think, okay, like think about it right now. Like there's instances where I'm like, you know, I shouldn't go on this person's Instagram, but like. I've, it's still up to my willpower. Right. Like, 
you know, I shouldn't eat a box of cookies right now, but it's right there. Yeah. Like when you have access to things that maybe you you shouldn't, you're still gonna. You're gonna it. yeah. You're gonna follow the urges a lot you, of times. It's gonna. So. It's inevitable. It's gonna happen. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, do you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, do you have anything else you want to say about the preference towards ignorance is bliss versus deeper thoughts, or do you want to go on to the? Hunters and gatherers thing you were telling tell me. Oh about? yeah, um, well, well we'll do the hunter and gatherer thing real quick because I just thought yeah. it was an interesting point. So this was about the uh, if you listen to the episode episode five right, act like a man, um, where we talked with Hannah Mushak um, uh, just about the concept of being a man, and Stephen brought up a, a good point about like the evolutionary concept of hunters and gatherers, but someone kind of brought a, a, a new light to that opinion or that thought process. Yeah, so I got a, <laughs> I got a, a comment. Um, just wanted to let you know about the hunters and gatherers, like that it was an interesting point, but actually family structure with the women staying at home didn't happen until humans started farming in single locations. The work started being divided differently then. Hunters and gatherers had become more of dual-income family life where both parents went out with other humans to gather and hunt and the older babysitters stayed with the children. So I did not know that. <laughs> I, uh, I haven't fully confirmed that that's even accurate information, but I'll go ahead and assume if someone thought enough to make that point. Probably is true. Yeah, and if if it's not, I guess you guys can write back in. But yeah, that's an interesting con. It's like the more we became a society, the more we defined roles for people, uh, or, or something like that. Like before, it was it was a more togetherness, almost like a pack mentality. Yeah, and and then all of a sudden, you know, we started kind of civilizing things, but also kind of segregating things so to speak it's almost like we started specializing specializing yeah. yeah we started specializing in certain ways when we realized maybe it was just easier to do it that way and that's kind of how a lot of companies are run as well not to say it's the better strategy but it is interesting to know that that's how it developed over time so basically cavemen became sexist is what we are trying to say in today's episode yeah so you, you can't blame just the modern people it's cavemen Definitely, definitely cavemen. No, but uh, we appreciate that that comments always call us on our crap if we don't fully know the. Because <laughs> oh, trust me, we say some things, and then after the fact, we talk about it, and we realize may not have been right. Sounded right at the time, maybe not right at all. No, exactly. But that is a good point, though. We do talk about this stuff even when we're not on the podcast, so it's 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 a good reflection tool for us, um, and and a good way for us to get you guys involved as well, because. Um, there are obviously things that we don't know about that we want to uh, get your wisdom about as well. Um, but yeah, let's jump back into the ignorance is bliss topic. The next thing we'll talk about is for the people that uh, talk. Oh, we got this thing again. <laughs> I thought we fixed this. I guess not. Um, still working out the kinks. Um, <laughs> for people that would fall along the spectrum of you know, the concept of ignorance is bliss. Does dialogue like this impact them? Does it have the capability to, the capacity to? Uh, Meaning like people who just go with the flow, are they able to grow outside of that comfort zone? Or is that ignorance kind of... I'm not trying to use the ignorance as like a negative term. I'm just saying like they are kind of just in that central location. They don't really have a lot of thoughts outside of it. They just kind of go with the flow. Are, are they limited in any sort of self-growth? I think that there, there's two different, two different types of people in this situation. There's the people who do grow a lot from this type of stuff, but they just don't have the voice within themselves to articulate it. So other people end up being sort of that voice. To, to put on the light bulb of, yeah, those are the words that I'm looking for. I just wasn't able to articulate it myself for whatever reason. Not everyone is an amazing communicator of, of emotion and thought processes. I think specifically like singer-songwriters. Exactly. So they sometimes they just need like that voice to, to get that across. But then I think there is like another faction of people who their, their thoughts are actually limited by like like uh, walls in their, like, in their mind that... They just physically, I mean, if you think about it, your mind is, everyone's is, is like basically programmed differently. Right. So it could be possible that within that person's 
setup that they just aren't able to comprehend bits and pieces. Like they just can't, or they can't put it all together. So yeah, I, I, that that's my thought process on it. At least, what, what's yours? Yeah, I would. Well, first of all, I, to kind of unpack that first thing, I think that's where like things like art have such huge meaning um, because I think there are a lot of people who, um, you know, they have these thoughts and feelings. They feel so alone in them, and part of that alone feeling is not knowing how to express it, not knowing how to um, communicate it, and that's where like like music wasn't a huge impact for me. Not only like listening to it at first, because I remember just like anybody really, like there'd be a rough time in my life and I found a band or an album or a song that just like the words were taken right out of my mouth. And it was just perfect for for that moment. I couldn't have, even now that I am a songwriter, I have times where I listen to another artist and I'm like, I don't even want to try to write a song about my situation because the way they conveyed it, the way they portrayed it is better than anything I could ever try to come up with. Now, I still do try because that's the itch in <laughs> yeah, me. you shouldn't just give up. No. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, that's a huge a huge thing because there, there are a lot of people um, and I wouldn't consider those the ignorance is bliss. I would just consider those people, um, they don't have the capacity to express what's going on up here like other people might um oh yeah then the other thing that you're talking about the the it's it's almost like a mental capacity thing and we're not saying that you're stupid there's just like like on an emotional spectrum some people just are more emotional on a um i guess philosophical level some people just think of things that way and others don't so it's for the people that do just go with the flow and ignorance is bliss, maybe it is a ceiling that is just like genetic. Um, it, it, it's a thing where, you know, they're just going to, they're, ha- they're going to have a good life in what they live. They're not going to overthink things, but they're also not going to see that maybe they're doing something that is wrong in, in some way, shape or form, just because they don't have the empathy for it or something like that. I, I, I'm trying to be very calculated with my words because in no way am I trying to say people who fall under this spectrum of ignorance is bliss. Are they stupid? Like I, I'm just saying the way they think about things is different from like what I would consider the way I think of things and definitely the way that you think of things as well. So it's, it's, it's just, just different people. It's, and it's, um, you know, sometimes I do ask myself for people who I know who I would say fall under the the bliss category, um, the the go with the flow category. Sometimes I wonder, I like I those are the people that I do. I wish I could read their thoughts sometimes because I'm like, maybe they do see some of the things the way that I see them, and they just don't care to go for it or they don't think that they need to do you think there's any merit to that or is it back to the you just don't think they have the capacity because they're just different <laughs> i think there's times where i hold on to hope with people <laughs> that they're that they are eventually going to come through so i i think i do want to reiterate like i i don't think anyone should just give up on people i do think that there is o- almost a responsibility of some to <laughs> try to have these types of conversations and try to get people to to think outside of the box. I don't really think anybody benefits from just thinking within within the box. I think I think it's to everyone's benefit to keep a little bit more of a of an open mind to things. Well, to backpack off of this, yeah. do you think you've grown in your deeper thinking of things as you've gotten older? Cuz if if that's the case, I mean, I think that, I mean, you and I have met when we were sophomores in college and we always kind of had these conversations, but do you think you got either better or uh, more in depth with the way you thought about things as you got older and, and more wise, uh, like did that grow? Because if that's the case, then maybe what you're saying, don't give up on people like Maybe people do have that capacity. They just need a catalyst or something. Yeah, that's a really good point because younger version of me versus version of me now. So I, I've been pretty open talking about the older version of me, more uh, timid, less of a go-getter, 
kind of just when I was told things, I feel like I just sort of fit into a box of the when person that I was. When he says older version, he means actually younger yeah, version. Yeah, older but... version as in younger. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, the, not the newer version. This is yeah. the new version. That's this the, is new me. The young version yeah. is the older version. Yeah. So it makes sense. It's a that's dream a, that's within a, a dream. That's a good point, actually, because it, it does sound confusing. But yes. So I'm talking like, you know, you go back in time to 10-year-old me. Like, that guy... Definitely had some depth. Like I'm not gonna. Like I definitely had depth. Like I had, I thought about things. Obviously, I had way less knowledge because I had just had an experience. Like what 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 does a ten year old experience? Not much. Well, I was gonna say, <laughs> psychologically speaking, your brain doesn't actually develop a lot of the the capacity for that deep thought until you're around like 11, 12 years old. So ten so years. So I picked like the worst spot. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> don't hold it against yourself that at ten you didn't have this all figured out. <laughs> You're still developing, but let's no, say I, I, I was different. Like fifteen-year-old you, let's say, were you were you this in depth? Fifteen-year-old me definitely was was pretty much like, what is the meaning of life? What, really? Why are we all here? Uh, what is the what is the point of this? What is the point of that? But it was still on a much lesser level. Like, yeah. for example, when I got to college, it was the first time that I really had like comprehended the idea of like status. I feel like up until the time I got into my like early twenties ish, I never really thought about status. Like one of the things that that had me think about that was like in in Tennessee, all the different fraternities and stuff, and how some yeah. would get more respect than others. Like that concept of status was just something that I like realized was there, but I never really really like dove in depth into so it. So you were ignorant to it. Yeah, so I was ignorant to it like back then, and then and that was bliss because then when you went to Tennessee, it was like exactly screw these fraternities. Exactly. <laughs> so there was that. That to me is like a good example. Like there, as I've gotten older, sometimes I, it was actually to my benefit that I was ignorant of certain things because then I got to know them and I just saw how not good they really were. But you probably had the flip side of it where. You discovered something, yeah, and it was like, holy crap! I, I've been missing this angle to life for so long. I wish I would have seen it this way. Chipotle, perfect example. Chipotle. Oh. I all I had ever eaten at Chipotle was like maybe chips, and then when I turned twenty three or so, I went into Chipotle one day and I got a burrito. Been changed, hooked, been hooked ever life. since. Been hooked ever since. <laughs> well, I want to. I want to go back to the the fifteen year old you. I don't know if you remember this. The the fifteen year old you that was like, "What's the meaning of life?" Do you remember that coming in an overwhelming wave? Like, did it all of a sudden just like hit you? Like, holy crap! Like, what am I here for? All that stuff, or was this like? Do you remember it slowly developing? It sort of connects to. Uh a prior episode that we did when I talked about 15-year-old me, lessons from a younger me, there there was moments where around that age, because I, I do say like around the age of 15, 16 is when I kind of came into my real, um, the real version of me that actually was me and not just a product of the environment around me. I feel like I finally started to, to form an identity. I think there wasn't a, a pivotal moment that really pushed me into it. But there was, there there really was just like a, a stretch of a few months time where I remember my dad had said, you know, you could just walk around like you're the, walk around like you're the king of the school, and how would anyone know? Like whenever you go to a new place, just act like you're the fake king. Fake it till you make yeah, it. Yeah, just fake it till you make it. Like that concept. I, I guess I, I hit a I hit a moment of my life where I had realized that everyone's perception of you is forever adapting or like if they've never met you before like they never had a perception of you right so i think and then you talked about that too when we first met or like when you first came to tennessee like you were nervous about certain things that all of a sudden i didn't even i couldn't have even told you that you were going to be nervous about because you and i just did those things yeah. i thought that was just who you were exactly so that that's that's a big part of the you know i just go into a new environment all of a sudden i decided you know i i, I can just audition for acting roles I, that's, that's just something I do now. Whereas, back when I was a teenager, like no way, no way would would I do that. I would have felt so uncomfortable doing that. I had. Now I don't know if this was impacted by my move, but I remember my sophomore year feeling like it was an overwhelming wave of intense, like deep thought on things. So it's. I kind of wish I didn't move just to see like how my brain had developed 
with that stuff. Like maybe that move changed the chemistry in me. And, and I just, I became more in depth because of this new adversity that I had to tackle, this new uncomfortability that I felt. Um, Cause I just remember, you know, we talked in the lessons of the younger me, I had that really intense relationship. This, this girl I dated freshman year, we dated for six months. And then all of a sudden, Hey, we're moving to Tennessee. I got to say goodbye to a relationship that I was crazy about. I was feeling on top of the world at the high school I was at. I all of a sudden go to a place that's 14 hours away in the Bible Belt as opposed to up in Minnesota, which would be probably considered liberal. Um, And just like culture shock, sports are different. The way people talk are different. I'm like wondering if I'm just weird and alone and messed up and just hit with all these different things and and it was it was very overwhelming um at that point and and maybe it was a combination of that big change but also the fact that I was starting to develop in ways that I hadn't before and so I was like getting overstimulated or something with with all this stuff well this is a really good point that the product of the the new experiences that you have is now you become more open to to a whole new wave of thoughts. Like before I had moved to Tennessee, my concept of the South was much different than when I actually moved to Tennessee and I was right there. Mm-hmm. Before then, I was just like, oh, the South, it's different accents, different weather. I, I didn't really think about all the, the smaller things, like yeah. people dress differently. People are have different kind of politeness. Like a, every little thing... Is different. <laughs> well, you were there, and I think that part of that is because you haven't been. Uh, I guess what's what's the word I'm looking for? You haven't been exposed to that stuff yet, and so it's because it's so much stimulation. It's like I think of it like baseball. Like when I was a sophomore in high school and I got called up to the varsity team, I felt like the game moved at like ten times speed, but it was just playing baseball. It, it wasn't really different. I remember when I became a general manager of a Jimmy John's. I had been working at Jimmy John's for almost two years already to that point. Then I became general manager. I had slightly different responsibilities, and all of a sudden, I didn't know how to make enough bread at a, at a sub shop. You know, like, like it was overwhelming. Everything moved too fast. Six months, a year into my job there, I never ran out of bread. Like I was giving other shops bread if they were running out at lunch rush. Like it was just. You're able to once you're exposed to the stimulation, and that's part of growing up. You you get you get more experience with handling all the emotions that you feel. You get more experience in ha- handling new stimulation, all that kind of stuff. And so, um, it's just crazy. I think there can be a development of that skill to some some extent. Maybe there is a, a limit on the capacity for some people, which is totally fine. That's just a different makeup of a person. Um, but I think like we've kind of discovered in this discussion, it can evolve a little bit within ourselves. So thinking some stuff out here. <laughs> yeah. I honestly didn't even imagine like going in some of the, the directions we just went in. Yeah. There. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Good dialogue. Um, we'll take a, a, a step away from uh, the ignorance is bliss topic to talk about uh, our episode with Sam a little bit. Uh, by this point, I believe it'll be posted and people will be able to check it out. And you want to talk a little bit about your relationship with Sam? Sure. So a little bit of background on how Sam factored into the equation of one of our podcast episodes. I recently got my hair cut and when I was there, um, it was by Sam. It was my first time ever getting my hair cut by Sam actually. And you remember the name of the place? Uh, Robert Jeffries. Okay, yeah. She gave she gives it a shout out in her things. I figured. Yeah, we'd, yeah, yeah. We'd give well, it. No, another well, shout-out. glad to give it another one. But yeah, she does she does good work as you can see here. So uh, if good. you're if you're watching at least. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was talking to her, getting my hair cut, and we were both kind of like standoffish at first, <laughs> just because uh, we actually made jokes about it. That's sort of what initiated the conversation. But basically, she had told me that she was. Um, she, she had asked me, you know, do you do anything with art or something? She's like, I feel like you're the kind of person who would do something. And then I got into the conversation about how I have a podcast with Brandon. And she told me about how she has been making videos on Instagram TV. And then it turned into a whole conversation about just that kind of stuff. 
And then I asked if she would be interested in coming on um, and doing some sort of a collaboration. And we all, all three of us hung out the other day and we were just like, let's just record a podcast episode. But we didn't really have any idea in mind for the episode specifically. No. So it just turned into a total impromptu hour podcast of our conversation. Yeah, I, I had never met her. That was the day that we did the podcast. So it was literally my first time meeting her, which was really cool. Just to like, super that's, cool. That's something that I, I like about that episode is just we just I just met this girl. You had, it was the second time you had hung out with her. Um, the third time, if you want to consider the yeah yeah, yeah. done. Um, and we just brought her on the podcast and I feel like, I mean, it took a little while for us to get warmed up, but like we talked about some good stuff. Uh, we did try to structure it a tiny bit at the beginning. Did not work very well. No, it didn't. We're going to talk about <laughs> like being an adult, I think was, was the beginning topic and you might hear some of that. Couldn't have been any more not like that. <laughs> no, <though. laughs> we, we went all over the place. It was kind of a stream of consciousness, which is still good dialogue. Cause you just talk about things that, that run through your mind, um, but it's just it's cool to just meet different people, meet interesting people, and just have those discussions. I yeah, think. Yeah, it's super pure to just like meet someone and then hear their story because we don't know their story at all. And just the fact that they, that she was able to open up and, and and be a part of the conversation, I thought was was super super cool, especially so fast like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had a blast just hanging out with her. We were talking about doing some different video ideas, and then we we're just like. Let's just why don't we just do a podcast? I mean, it feels natural just to have a discussion and stuff. And it's it's helped inspire some of the ideas that we have going forward. Yes, wanted to talk a little bit about th- this podcast. So we're having a lot of fun doing it. We've we've actually produced some videos while Brandon has been here in Chicago, and we just as a look result, up for those on yeah, Butch Boss. Yeah, uh, you can check it out on my uh, Butch Boss YouTube channel, uh, which you're, you're probably watching this video on if you're watching us right now. Um, through our, our dialogue and, and hanging out with Sam, then having Hannah on the show the other day, we decided that we kind of wanted this to become a, a normal part of the show, which is having someone who we could sort of spotlight on the show. And as a result, we, we've decided to continue doing the normal show like we, we are doing now, where just the two of us talk. Maybe we have, we have a guest, like a third opinion. We also want to do a, a series called Spotlight, where we take a someone who just would, you know, trying to get their name out there in some capacity, whether they're an entrepreneur or, or an artist of some sort, we want to make sure that this can be a platform for not only us to to spread our art and, and our um, thoughts, our and thoughts and perspectives, stuff, but we we want to give other people the opportunity to do that as well and, and kind of make it just a, a community effort. So. We'll be making these spotlight episodes every so often, and I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> yeah, I think coming to that idea, you know, Stephen and I are always kind of like we said, we talk about the the episodes after the the camera stops rolling or or the audio start stops recording, and so we're always thinking of new ideas. Where can we take this podcast in the next step? Um, but. Uh, yeah, so this the spotlight idea, like he said, you know, to, to artists, entrepreneurs, I mean, athletes, anything that we can do. I I also look at it like not just to, to share perspectives on things that we kind of talk about, but also just specifically their stories. Uh, you know, I already have a couple artists that I uh, kind of grew close to, whether it was during my pursuit of music. Or just like my time and you know growing up in the more artistic side of things, um, you know even in athletics and stuff that I, I would love to have on the show. And I've started to kind of talk to people about um, because I think some of their story can be inspiring to uh, people that want to hear it. And if we can give people a platform to also connect with you guys with the audience, I think would be a great community aspect, just like Stephen mentioned. So absolutely, yeah, for sure. All right, um, so we'll get back into the last two, uh, I guess, topics within Ignorance is Bliss. Um, this one will be uh, us kind of knocking each other off of our pedestals, so to speak, our high horses. <laughs> um, with, with the attempt to be self-aware and the idea that maybe some of the people, especially when they hear us saying they don't have the capacity to, <laughs> to think the way that we think or something like that, they'll, they'll find us thinking that, or they'll, they'll find us pretentious. Um, do you think there's merit to that? 
do you think in any way it's a true idea that you know we we might be a little on our high horse so to speak um do you ever catch yourself looking down on people who don't approach life with the same absorbency as you and i know you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier when you talked about uh, you have to take a step back to to kind of say, hey, they just think differently. But what are your thoughts? I <laughs> it, okay. I make fun of a lot of times the idea of someone being pretentious because I actually really hate people who I think are pretentious. But then I, I'm very much aware of the fact that someone could think that I or you were pretentious because I don't keep my mouth shut on right. certain things. Like they're. There are topics like it's pretty rare you're gonna see me go too in depth into politics or religion. Like there's certain topics where you're not gonna hear me say a lot about. But I definitely am someone to voice my my thoughts if I feel like something is is unjustified or unfair for the people around me. And I I won't always just do something just to make people feel good. Like if I don't want to do something. I may just not do it, <laughs> and I could see that coming across as pretentious. Like I, I kind of just do what I want a lot of the times, and I would get it if someone had that thought process on me. But that being said, I don't really think that I am pretentious because to me, pretentious is more like I think I'm. I'm honestly too chill to be pretentious because I don't actually have any sense of entitlement or anything. Like you could just tell me everything I I say is just total garbage and I'll be like yeah a lot of things I say it's pretty dumb and I, I do it all the time yeah <laughs> I, you need it to be all the time like I, I don't care like I, I think everybody deserves to have a voice I think that if you don't have a sense of humor like I definitely have a sense of humor I think that's that's pretty important so I don't I don't see it as as sounds like you're bragging right now it's pretty pretentious <laughs> <laughs> now am I am I arrogant oh absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm the mo- I'm the most modest man on this couch for sure. He's just perfect in every way, yeah. and I just think you. No, your know. your word is incredible. No, you're just incredible. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's actually that was a pretty good branding impression. That was you're really just good. incredible. Uh, what was the other part of the question? <laughs> uh, do you ever catch yourself looking down on people who don't approach life with the same absorbency as you? Looking down? I don't look down on people. No. Yeah, come on. No, I don't. Okay, I don't look down on people. I, I get frustrated. You'll hear me sometimes angry rant if okay. I feel like someone has a viewpoint that I'm just like, how? How can somebody develop this viewpoint in 2018? That that can happen sometimes. I'll get frustrated. I'll do one of my um, famous rants. Yeah, I can could, I could see that. But I... I don't think I look down on people. Does it ever become judgmental, do you think? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, but I, I don't I think Colin, I don't think it's too bad. We, uh, we we're both a fan of Colin Cowherd. I know a lot of people have yeah, yeah, yeah. negative opinions on him, but he had a one thing he talked about, the judgmental concept. How like you should be judgmental on some things. Like when you observe things and you develop your own thoughts and opinions on it, like something like a job, you should become judgmental about how, that job because yeah, it's going to impact it, it, your life. I 100% agree. Like, I, I, I guess that's why when I say I guess is I am judgmental to a certain degree because everyone is judgmental to a certain degree because it's it, within human nature to be like, I shouldn't go over there. It seems dangerous. Like, there's going to be some – you have to make a judgment call sometimes. Like – I don't think I should eat this. It looks like a bad idea. This looks incredibly, I don't know, not appetizing. You you got to make a judgment call to a certain extent on on certain things. But what about specifically with with people? Yeah, it's one thing with like food or something. Like yeah. think, think about like behavior of people or decision making of people as opposed to your decision making. I try to not be judgmental. It's an, it's inevitable that you're gonna have a little bit of a judgmental. Uh, thought if someone says something that's that to you just seems ignorant like the ignorance is bliss if someone says something that i deem to be ignorant i might then think well if they said that ignorant thing maybe they've got a bunch of other ignorant things in their mind as well like i i think that's a pretty normal behavior do do you disagree with that do you not see that uh do i disagree with like once you hear yeah like like do you do, do you become a little bit judgmental if someone says something that just seems very, very ignorant to you? 
Yeah, probably most definitely. Um, <laughs> I feel like you could probably argue that I'm more than more intense than you on on like the judgmental or like cutting people <laughs> off type thing. Don't you? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. This man has got some really high standards for friendship. I'll say that. Yeah, well, just for people in general, because I feel like I feel like the the moral lines get like the standards are so low. Um, I had a situation. Just recently, I'll talk about this, um, where I have this buddy, um, you know, he's constantly there for uh, his female friends. Just, he'll listen to them vent and vent and vent, and it'll be about other guys, like the typical friend zone stereotype type thing. And I know this guy, he's he's a super genuine, sincere guy, he'll be there for you at the drop of a hat like this is just a stand-up dude and he like i'm kind of against the idea of oh i deserve i deserve a lot because i'm this way or i don't deserve you because i'm this i'm sick and tired of hearing that concept yeah me too but i guess if i can use it one time this guy deserves something special because he's he's a great guy and he just gets shit on by these female friends of his who just use him and use him don't reciprocate it at all and then also just take it for granted. So specifically, um, he works with this one um, individual who will complain and complain and complain about stuff. And uh, and then I actually asked, hey, do you, do you guys – well, I asked my friend, hey, you should see if uh, she wants to go to a movie with you and I. Go see The Incredibles too." Um, and he's like, yeah, I'll ask her. She didn't even respond. Like, it wasn't even a no. It was literally no response at all. And I'm just like, this is bullshit. And he's like, well, it's not like I expected anything else. And I'm like, you should expect something else. You sit there and listen to her crap all the time. Like, you're a good friend. I'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to her crap. Like, you, you make the choice to be a really good friend to her. And I feel like you deserve even a no. I'm not saying that she can't reject you, but just... To say he has such little importance that I'm not going to respond at all, it just pissed me off. And it that kind of behavior, I just get like, that's where I get judgmental. I'm like, if you're going to take for granted a guy like this, who has sat there and listened and listened and listened to your stuff and, and been there for you, and you might have been there a tiny bit on the other thing, but you just think of him so of such little importance or priority that you can't even freaking respond to him. Fuck you, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't want you in my life. I don't want you in his life. Um, obviously, that's his life. He's going to choose that. But that's where I get a little more intense than, than Stephen would. So I would say I'm, I'm a little more judgmental. And don't get me wrong. There, there's there's times where I would do that too. Yeah. Um, but now I'm trying to break it down in the idea of pretentiousness. Um, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, like, I spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff. I spend a lot of time, like, dissecting things. Probably more time than I should. Like, I overthink things. I've said this a billion times on the show. You guys, as an audience, can probably already see it in some aspects. Um, And and sometimes I need friends like Steven who, even though he probably overthinks some things, he can be on the outside looking in and say... I think you're just overthinking it, you know, just kind of knock me off of that, you know, that downward spiral um, and bring me back to earth. But um, because of that, I, I think I think I do have an awareness that lets me see things before they end up happening. I remember I um, was reading a text conversation between him and I about um, a, a close friend of mine, and I basically. I, I read this back, and everything that I said in this text conversation ended up coming true. And it was just like, and I'm not trying to, to to say I'm just this clairvoyant, but I'm just saying, like, I think for the most part, I have a pretty good idea or grasp on people. I, I have a good idea and grasp on myself. Um, now, I do get lost like anybody else, but with that, I want to have the confidence in myself to make decisions and understand and assess the situations. Um, does that get me to a point where sometimes I look down on on things and, and get pretentious? Probably. I, I guarantee you could meet a couple people 
in my life that would that could make a strong argument for me having that that mindset. I'm not going to deny that, um, but ultimately, I would rather have that and be confident in my capacity for understanding things than shy away from it. And I'm I'm kind of trying to develop that even more as a person. So that's that's kind of my thought on it. So yeah. Um, anything else you want to say on this? No, I don't, I don't think so. Good. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's our last, uh, you know, kind of to hone everything in. Um, to round this whole discussion out, now that we've kind of established what the ignorance is bliss concept is, we've a, a, a established um, our well, tried to establish some accountability, <laughs> I guess, um, on ourselves. Um, you know, the evolution of in-depth thinking. I think we both kind of said that we're people that think deeper about things and are more philosophical. What do you think are the pros and cons of being the person that you are? What What are the pros and cons of, of thinking, of being in the mind of Stephen? Which one do you want to hear first? Uh <laughs> Let's start with negative, the cons. Yeah, I always got to start with the cons. Okay, cons are I never relax because I'm always thinking of things that a lot, I often have no control over. Like, am I doing the right things with my life? Am I living in the right place? Am I doing the right job? Do people like listening to my podcast? Well, do mean, you guys? Do you, do you? This Please. is a good time. If you do, go ahead and write that in the comments. <laughs> Actually, if you don't, five star review that. on the podcast app. Also, yeah, go <laughs> ahead and find us in the podcast app. If you have an iPhone, go ahead podcast app. Type in everything must go podcast. Give us a five star. That's another way to uh, show support. Yeah. <laughs> um, Back to your cons. Uh, cons. Those are the most major cons. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'm leaving off that list. Uh, uh, big emotional swings because when any time a situation happens the the ability to dive really deep into it to the point of well this means this which means this which means this can definitely put you right into a wall but at the same time I think ignorance is bliss on the on the positive end sometimes will be great because I know what it's like to be in that really like just deep hole that when things are going good it feels that much better I, f- I, I feel like, like I, f- yeah. I feel that I, I've I really it's high highs and low lows yeah so I feel like I really got to where I was I was trying to get to so it feels really good and I feel like in general I'm pretty intelligent like I feel like I I'm able to alright so go ahead and skip that one <laughs> <laughs> but I know I feel like I'm pretty intelligent but I don't just mean like I can name all the 50 states in alphabetical order, which I can. Anyone who knows that song that starts with Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. Right, come on, we don't need to. Uh, <laughs> can also do that. Um, but I think uh, emotional intelligence is, is super important. I think it, it makes it so you're able to connect with people and understand them on an empathetic scope. And I feel like that benefits me in in relationships when I when I'm and I will 100% confirm that knowing yeah. knowing Stephen really well, uh, I, I think part of the reason why we've been able to, I mean, we've had some adversity even in this podcast. We've had disagreements and and times where we argue, but we both have an empathetic aspect about us. This emotional awareness where like. If he's feeling down, I'll send him a text to pick him up, and he'll do the exact same thing to me. So absolutely, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, no, I, that's it's a good point. I appreciate that. But just the the ability to emotionally connect with the relationships, I think it makes all the relationships that I've been in have had better communication as a result of it. And then that that same thing goes over for friends and even acquaintances. Like if somebody has um, an issue or something that they're going through, I feel like a lot of times people have gone to me like I, I've not that I'm the number one person they go to but I think a lot of people do feel comfortable going to me with that kind of stuff because I, I am someone who is able to connect on an emotional type of level and I think that that's probably one of the things that makes my life feel like it has some meaning to it yeah what about you well the first con and it's something that you talked about that kind of made me think about um 
a lot of times my confidence in my ability to be emotionally aware or self-aware makes me think that I can overcome hurdles that nobody else can. Um, for instance, uh, being in a relationship with someone who might not be a good communicator or uh, just not the right person necessarily for me. Maybe I don't know that at first, but you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm. I think to myself, I'll be like, "Well, I'm so good at it. I'm such a good communicator. I'm so empathetic. I'll be able to recognize the things for them, and then we can tackle everything before they even realize it's going on." The problem with that is then, kind of indirectly, I end up not letting them digest it or deal with it themselves because I'm just like, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. <laughs> and then it's like, no, they just, I feel like it's almost, it almost becomes controlling or like I'm squeezing too tight because I, I just have this grasp on things and then people don't learn to develop that on their own or I don't allow them to. And then you also, sometimes you just got to let people show you what you mean to them and show show you how they care and and a lot of times i'll give them the answers for you know i'll tell them how i need to be treated or something like that before they learn it themselves you know and so it's not it's kind of like it takes away the luster of like i'm going to use kind of uh <laughs> like if i tell tell a girl or something that i really think something that she does is sexy and I specifically tell her that, and then I hear her doing that, or I see her doing that, it's going to feel less sexy because I told her I liked that, rather than just, you know what I'm saying? It's a really good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, instead of just like letting them do that, letting them discover that, and maybe pay attention to the fact that I like it, um, I just tell them, because I'm just so upfront and blunt about things. Um, so it kind of takes away that, that ability. Uh, and I really want to work on that. Um, another thing is um, definitely the emotional swings. I mean, my lows get real low. Um, I, I haven't really talked about it, um, but over the past three years, I put on 80 pounds, um, which is very significant. And I don't, I don't drink alcohol. I don't uh, do drugs at all. Um, but my addictions are video games and eating. A lot of times I will, the, the, the phrase eat my feelings is something I will, I will do and I did for a long time. Um, I've, I've now lost 40 pounds, which is great. I'm, I'm hoping to keep going. Um, but like those lows felt so low when I just felt like I couldn't get out of them and I kept going and going and going. Um, and sometimes with this, you just the overthinking and stuff like that becomes just this intense downward spiral. And um, it's sometimes just real hard to get out of. And that's where I, sometimes I wish I was ignorant of the emotion. I, I talked on an, a previous podcast about how I've actually had the thought of joining the military to try to wipe away emotions or something to become more numb because when I get to those low points, it just sucks. Um, and the last con that I will say before going to the positives or the pros is, um, uh, geez, this thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last con that I will mention is uh, specifically, um, actually, I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Um it's probably gonna be really good too. Yeah, this I, is I love be the hearing the cons. <laughs> this is gonna be the best one of all of them. Um, well, I'll just go to the pros. I, maybe I'll think of it afterwards. But the the pros, the first pro I can think about um, is the the intensity that I feel on the negative side. There is an intensity on on the positive side because I, I see the deeper. Like I find beauty in very small things. Um, and so I, I think spe specifically my connection to other people can be extremely um, just like strong. <laughs> and, you know, I just I, I, I think I'll recognize things that I just find are so beautiful and will just like really connect to and, and want to encourage in a person and, and just will see. And I, I think specifically in things like love, like I, I feel like. When I when I love you, I really love you. And come here, man. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, 
yeah, it's just I, I appreciate that about myself because it also helps with things like songwriting and whatnot. And so I'll go into the next pro. I feel like because I think this way, I, I am one of those people who can articulate it pretty well, I would say. Um, and I really appreciate that ability because it gives me the chance to do things like this for people who might have the exact same thoughts that I do, but just don't know how to put it into words, um, which is part of the reason why I want to go, why I'm going to be a therapist. I, I'm going into school, um, going to get my master's in specifically counseling and psychological services. I want to help people navigate those thoughts that they can't figure out. Um, and uh, put the pieces together. I, I don't want to tell them, you know, how to do it. I want them to figure it out themselves, but maybe give them the signs to lead them in the right direction. Um, and, and maybe this podcast is, is, is kind of a form of that. Now, we do talk a little more about our opinions specifically, um, but the idea is to start the dialogue, to make you think about things on your own terms. Um, and, and so I think the ability to have this articulation and that probably even has developed a little bit from my songwriting, um, or they've played into each other at least, um, I really appreciate that about myself. Um, and I'll end it there because I only had two cons and I can't think of my third one. So two pros. Hey, we like to keep it positive here. Yeah. Nothing but positive vibes. There you go. Uh, any, anything else on this topic? No, I'm good. Cool. All right, well, I think we can head to our final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, to reemphasize, I would say, again, the ignorance is bliss topic. I'm At least I'm not trying to make it out like those people, the people with uh, a different capacity to think of things. I'm not saying they're stupid. I just... They have different skill sets. They have a, a different, I guess, genetic structure or brain chemistry that, you know, like I wasn't as good of a baseball player, I think, as I could have been because I overthought things. Like if I went through a slump, I was really in a slump. Whereas I'd have a buddy who would have a three strikeout game and then the next game he'd hit three bombs. <laughs> Just like, you know... I, I wasn't yeah, capable true. of doing especially that. baseball. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's a huge it is a, a skill set that sometimes I wish I had. Um, but ultimately, I don't mean to look down on people. I do make judgments once I observe things, um, and I probably will always keep that, even if it's got some negatives to it. I think you kind of have to sometimes, and. Um, I do think that there is a piece of people that can evolve in this. Um, I do think, like we talked about, there are people that just will always have those more animalistic tendencies. Um, but ultimately, for people who do ever have this dissection, there's an ability, if you follow down that path, to evolve into that, to have the capacity for that. And I would, I would encourage it because as low as the lows get, those highs are extremely great, and I, I, I wouldn't change it for the world to, ha to have those things. What are your final thoughts? I don't have too much to add this time. I was just going to say, ignorance is bliss is definitely, it is definitely a thing to, to sometimes benefit from the, the ignorance, and there are, there are different ways to look at it other than just being stupid is bliss. There is a lack of, of information or of just not knowing something sometimes is actually to your benefit. And if there are people out there who fall under this category of they, they, they just don't know information and as a result they seem to be happy, I mean, you can do your best to, to try to expose them to information if you feel like they should know it. But ultimately, you got to be open to the fact that some people may just not be able to learn this information and other people might be like, it might be a good thing that, that you, you told it to them. I, I think everyone just has to live their own life and you can, all you can do is, is keep an open mind. Yeah. Really quick to backpack on that last point. It, it's kind of like the, the thing that I said where I will like give people the answers for them so they don't end up learning it. You can be the people that 
you know, try to be the catalyst or, or, or push them to evolve. But at, at some point, you got to let them go. You got to let them find it themselves and evolve themselves and be open-minded to the fact that maybe they won't. It's a great point. Um, cool. So obviously, we like to thank you guys for, for listening. If you do want to get involved with this podcast, you can always send us an email at um, emgpod at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at me, at Stephen Russell B. Or you can contact me via Instagram, at Stephen Russell B. Or you could subscribe to my YouTube channel, Butch Boss. Or my Facebook, Butch Boss, and give it a like. Yeah. Uh, music, I'm going to be pr- trying to produce more and more. Uh, my SoundCloud, I've been posting every single day, even though I'm in Chicago. I recorded a bunch getting ready for this week. Very raw recordings of just me at the piano so that I can continuously put out content. That is soundcloud.com slash Brandon Flippin Music. While you're there, you can also go subscribe to the Everything Must Go podcast page. If you have like, um, hopefully by this time we might have the podcast up on like Google Play and stuff like that. But if you if we don't, you can get the SoundCloud app, uh, follow the Everything Must Go podcast on that app. Um, or the podcast app again. Um, give us a like, follow us, leave comments. Um, also, with uh, emailing us, if you have an idea for a guest or you want to be a guest on the show, maybe you have something to promote, you like this idea of the spotlight episode and you want to just be able to tell your story, uh, talk to us. We'll, we'll have the discussion. I mean, we're not going to get every single person on the show, but um, if you think you have something to, to talk about and you know we think that it's, it, it's a good opportunity to get you out here, let us know. Um, other things you can contact me on uh, Twitter um, at bflippinmusic. Um, Instagram is Brandon Flippin Music. Be checking out my YouTube page, uh, which is just Brandon Flippin. But if you look up Brandon Flippin Music, you should be able to find that as well. Um, I'll try to keep posting YouTube videos uh, with new content as much as I can. But uh, yes, to reiterate, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving us feedback. I love incorporating that into the the episodes. Um, and I hope that we can keep continue doing that. Awesome. And as we had discussed earlier, we're going to be releasing some videos. By the time you watch this, you might have actually watched a few of them already. And we're going to be hopefully getting to, to produce those more often because I've had a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been a blast. lot of fun working Honestly, on those. Definitely been a lot of fun. We might think we're funnier than we are, but I think that's part yeah. of the fun. Yeah, that, that's exactly part of the fun. So what, um, what episode do we want to tease for next time? Oh, uh, the concept that you cannot make everybody happy. Yeah, so stay tuned. And thank you for listening to this episode, and we'll, uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be back on soon. Take it easy. <laughs>